Welcome to this week in Lebanon Warrior Sports here on the all-new LebanonWarriors.com and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. I'm Jason Griefer. As always, we're joined by Lebanon Athletic Director Keith Pantling. Uh, Keith, good to see you again after our uh, conversations this past weekend out at the uh, soccer complex. Uh, looks like we got a, a busy and important week ahead. Just like every week, Jason, we're just chipping away here in the uh, middle of September, so a lot going on. Good and good that we have a lot going on as well. Let's let's get into it. Let's start off with your football team. We had the the pleasure to broadcast that game against Kings this past Friday night on WatchHSSports.tv. It's available on demand there at WatchHSSports.tv for fans to watch. And uh, you're hanging right with there with Kings. Fall behind twenty one six early. Come back down twenty one twenty at the half in that one. And then you know, Ty Stilski of Kings, the outstanding running back, just has another monster day and he's just been so good all year long. He winds up with six touchdowns. So you, you come up short in that one, uh, a tough way to go. But, you know, as we were just talking before we came on here, he is just so good. And it's not the first time he's done this, uh, tough way to, uh, end that one there. Yeah, we, we, uh, coach and I talked quite a bit this weekend. I, the, uh, you know, the schedule hasn't been too favorable. We've played some, some of the juggernauts of the ECC yeah. early on. Um, but, you know, we talked a little bit. We, we got a lot of guys going both ways and um, some yeah. of our uh, conditioning and things, maybe uh, something just isn't clicking in the second half. Um, mm-hmm. So we're just, you know, the kids are staying positive. We got turn right around and play Turpin, who's coming off a bye this week. So there's no time to feel sorry for ourselves. So um, the kids understand it. We just have to make some adjustments. Um, I think we're, we're tough enough to hang in with anybody. We've shown it um, mm-hmm. for spurts. It's just finishing for four quarters. Um, you know, kind of with what happened with Winton Woods, uh, very similar. We took an early lead, um, hung around there for a while with King. So uh, Anderson as well. So just um, controlling what we can control and, and being ready to play yeah. for four quarters. Well, and, and you talk about the schedule. I mean, Turpin's the Turpin's a defending league champ. You know, they're 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 obviously a very strong team from a year ago. They are again this year. As you said, they had a week off last week after uh, their schedule game with uh, I believe Walnut Hills fell through. Um, due to uh, do everything. Yeah, they haven't on. lost a regular season game in uh, quite a while. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely going to be tough. But, you know, we talked a little bit before about, you know, Kings having a really good running back in Ty Stilski. You have a very good running back as well in Keith Farr. I was very, very impressed with him. Tough to bring down, very physical runner. But once he puts that flat foot in the ground, he's got really good high-end speed uh, as well. How important will it be in this game, knowing how good Turpin is offensively, to get him going, especially early on, and try and control the clock and keep that Turpin offense off the field. Yeah, I think that, that's our edge is is controlling the the run game and being able to to move the chains on the on the ground, especially with a young quarterback. Um, Braden Everett's played played great this past weekend. Um, I thought you know being mm-hmm. there, but um, the run game is is our mo, our toughness, and and um, behind Keith is is huge. The way he runs, uh, you mentioned his speed, but. I mean, he runs hard and, um, you know, he gets, he gets, I mean, he's got some miles on him. Yeah. Um, he gets a lot of carries and um, I can see that happening again this week, but just a great runner. Um, kudos to our offensive line. I mean, the, the run game is, is uh, kind of our MO, as I mentioned. And yeah. I think that's probably the route they're going to go again this week. Yeah, and, and it was impressive the size you have on the offensive line as well. And I think that also helps your quarterback, as you said, Brayden Everett. That was very poised, played very under control, which you don't see a lot in sophomores. So we'll see how that uh, turns out 
uh, there uh, this coming week when uh, Lebanon takes on Turpin, another ECC battle, which will be a tough one indeed. Let's move on to uh, cross country. And, uh, you know, we, we look at the leaderboards and individual times, not only for the boys, but the girls as well. And it is decorated with warrior runners. I mean, on both yep. sides of things, you know, now that we're, you know, well into the season, is that now, if they now kind of set the bar is at that point, do the coaches now basically come to expect these strong times each and each and every single meet? Well, it's funny talking to them. They still continue to be on like a trajectory on where and when they want to peak. So although they've won um, a lot of hardware so far, I think mm-hmm. still um, they know their best racing's ahead of them as we talked about before, but yeah. Um, once again, you know, you look at Faith Duncan, who who won a race again this weekend, and they have 15, or I'm sorry, 10 racers in the top 25 in the ECC, the, the girls squad, and the boys have seven. So, um, I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal to watch. They have really high expectations for themselves. You know, when a program's just posting the state rankings and wants to see where they're at, you know, in terms of yeah. the, the state rankings, that they have very high standards and expectations. So it's a it's a great culture within that program. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the schedules end up working out for them and, and, uh, they're going to keep trying to, uh, you know, move on that right trajectory as we head towards the uh, postseason. When you see results coming in like this for both the girls and the boys, do you get the sense that maybe these two teams feed off of one another? The boys look at the girls and say, Hey, they posted, you know, five runners in the top 20 or whatever the case may be. We can go do that as well. And there's that kind of maybe a little bit of a friendly competition back and forth, but it also pushes them to do even better. Yeah. 100%. They're, they're, uh, they're a great group. They're, I mean, they're one team in my yeah. mind, they're one team. They practice together. They do everything together. Um, so even though the results come in that way, they're pushing each other and, and cheering for each other every day. Let's move on to talk about uh, tennis. They've got the ECC championships uh, coming up on Tuesday at the Linder Tennis Center. You, know, it, you look at the way the league's been this season, kind of Anderson and Turpin have kind of been at the top, and it's kind of been a, a race to see if anybody can catch them and knock them off, uh, your, your program included. Uh, where do you feel like your players feel their respective games are uh, heading into this ECC championships and perhaps – heading into potential singles or doubles matches with, you know, players from Anderson and Turpin? Well, I think overall they're excited to be going to play at the the Linder Center tomorrow. Um, I mean, that place is awesome. I think it's a really cool experience and kudos to, uh, I think it was Tyler Miller over at Kings who kind of put this together. Um, but I think it's going to be an awesome event and um, the kids are just really excited to get there. Um, they'll give it their all, and I think some of them uh, have higher expectations than others. It's kind of one of those sports that, um, you know, some people play year-round and all the time and very competitively, and others sure. play kind of more as, as, as an activity. Um, and the stick kind of is put down, you know, the racket's put down at the end of the season and not picked up till next year. So there's a, kind of a wide range at different schools, but I think um, overall they're just looking forward to the experience tomorrow. Do they feel like their games are in, you know, where they want them to be? You talked about cross-country kind of – still on that trajectory upward to sure. try and peak at the right time. Do you get that sense within the tennis program that they feel like they're peaking at the right time? Yeah, I do. But I, I also think there's some realistic expectations now that they've been through the league and they realize there's some really, really good tennis um, at the top, at the top level uh, in the conference. So, um, but they're, they're going to go out there and enjoy it and just see what we can do. Can, can uh, head into this one pretty loose. Let's head over to the links and talk about girls golf. They were in the ECC championship this past week, finished sixth in the league with a, a combined team score of four sixteen. Uh, how did that match up compared to the coaches' expectations? And then how how thrilled were you and the coaches to see Riley Johnson finish tied for fourth with a seventy eight? 
Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, she's just a freshman. I I, uh, I stopped out there. They um they've come a long way, and they they just keep chipping away. Um, Riley's a great story. She's a freshman. Grace Schwartz is a senior who's uh, consistently under ninety and has has contributed uh, quite a bit. But Riley. I think her average is under 40 um, this year per nine holes uh, is just a freshman. So excited about the future for her and finishing in the top four in the ECC is pretty remarkable uh, being that young. So uh, the future is bright for the program and we'll see again, uh, just like, like tennis. I mean, they got nothing to lose. They'll go out there and, and do what they can in the postseason. When you see a youngster come in like this and you've, you've been, you've been an athletic director other places. So you've seen this happen before, uh, before your time at Lebanon, how impressive is that for a freshman to come in in a situation like this where you're going to get strong competition and they consistently put out results like this? Is it a matter of just the talent, the work ethic, or maybe a little bit of that youth, that youthful inexperience to where they don't sure. know that they're supposed to, they're not supposed to be competing at this level this young? Well, I think uh, it's, it's people don't see the hard work that goes into it. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Riley's father, I've mentioned on here, is is uh, our boys' varsity golf coach mm-hmm. um, and, and is, is uh, very heavily involved in the area in, um, in, in the golf um, industry. But yeah. Riley puts the time in. She plays competitively, and you have to practice. Um, and she practices all the time. She's very relentless. But it's not the only thing she does. I understand she does some competitive uh, dance and other things, and she's also a cheerleader uh, here. So... Um, but she, she works at it. She works at her craft and, um, obviously is blessed with some talent. So, but all those things combined, um, give her credit for the work that she puts in and, and, uh, she knows, uh, she's got to work hard to continue to climb the ladder in, in this, uh, conference. So. Yeah, no doubt. And a big future ahead, as you said, for her and not only the rest of her career, but this season as well. You've got a Clinton Massey on Wednesday and then you've got some time to prepare for sectionals in a couple of weeks. Let's talk about the boys. They have the ECC championship this Tuesday out at Grizzly. They'll get bright early in the morning uh, going there. They've been right there near the top of the standings with uh, Loveland and Turpin. It's kind of been a three-way battle there. However, they, you know, Loveland and Turpin were able to get you in the head-to-head matchups uh, earlier in the season uh, with that said are, are they looking at Tuesdays maybe maybe a little added bit of uh, motivation there maybe get some revenge but and knock both them off and go win the league title yeah I think um you know I think our seniors just want to uh just want to go give it one last hurrah you know and see what they can do um try to play their best golf one last time uh, Bryce Lambert and uh um Joey Dennis um, have had a great year. I went out there and saw them on Tuesday in their senior day match and they're just enjoying golf right now. And that's what it's all about. So um, I'm looking forward to watching them tomorrow, especially. Yeah, yeah it's going to be an, an exciting tournament for sure. I'm looking forward to recapping that next week. And hopefully maybe can you, if you win this thing, can you just like have the trophy like sitting there next to you on yeah, your desk? That'd be do cool. that. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool to see just a, a little humble brag while we're doing the show here. Let's uh, move on to the, to the pitch here and let's talk about, uh, uh, girls soccer uh, last week had a, a really gritty 2-1 win over Turpin, which we were uh, lucky enough to broadcast here on, on, on WatchHSSports.tv, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, and we certainly appreciate the, the wonderful hospitality you and your staff provided to us uh, out there. But now they're back in the ECC play this coming Tuesday. They're going to take on Milford there. We're kind of at the halfway point of the season. You, the way you look, the way things are shaking out right now, 4-3-1 and one overall and 2-1 and one in the ECC. And, and seeing where this is at, and in talking to Coach Edmonds, uh, where do you feel like and where does she feel like this team is at at the midway point, and how much room does she feel like there is for growth heading into the second half of the year? 
I think they, they know they're at a kind of a pivotal point here, um, kind of that fork in the road where this can go one way or the other. We can get behind, so to speak, and, and under 500, or we can capitalize and um, kind of get back on the right side of things. But they're going to continue to fight hard. I think um, the schedule, as we mentioned across the board, when you're in the ECC, you know, things don't get easy in any sport. Yeah. Uh, there's no there's no easy stretch. I mean, this is a deep conference across the board. So to turn around and go to Milford tomorrow is is no easy task. So um, they're just going to keep grinding. They have a great group of seniors, a uh, great group of senior leaders, just a great group of girls across the board. And I mean, they wear their they're a gritty they're a gritty group. And mm -hmm. um, you know they're not going to back down. They're going to keep fighting regardless of their record or regardless of what their last result was. So I look forward to continuing to follow them into the postseason. Yeah, it's it's it was uh, as you said a really gritty group, and like, we were able to broadcast that game as you said against Turpin, and that was a, a that was a, to a T uh, how that match turned out, and you know that style of play uh, is obviously done well for them thus far, but as you said, still a long way to go. Uh, boys on the other side, they got out of kind of a couple out of conference games. You know, we saw also on WatchHSSports.tv the the thriller against Princeton on a Saturday. You're, you're mm -hmm. able to draw a tie off of a crazy sequence at the end where a penalty kick was saved, but the keeper comes off the line. You retry it, it hits the post, and then Ilya Whitaker scores his first yeah. goal to tie the game with about 90 seconds to go. So it's about as exciting as you can get. You know, We're going to be back there tonight broadcasting the game, uh, taking on Archbishop Alter, so that'll be a fun one at uh, 7 o'clock there. It's a similar kind of thing with the girls as to the boys. You know, kind of at that midway point in the season. Again, a, mm -hmm. a very tough team, and you got some very talented players. Uh, I was impressed with and, and seeing it for the first time. Uh, what is how is Coach James feeling about his team right now? At, now, right now that we're you know you got in this Princeton game, which is non-conference, alter non-conference, but then you're right back into it with Milford a little bit later in the week. Yeah, I think there's just kind of a relentless approach that um, we have to control what we can control. They went they went three straight games without scoring a goal there, and then we're able to battle back and get this draw on Saturday, but I think they just want to get back on the winning side of things. But mm -hmm. if we talked about, you know, you, the, the schedule, you got alter, you have Milford coming up, uh, yeah. Wyoming still on the schedule. I mean, so um, there's no time to salt, but I love that, that attitude that we have across the board that we're just going to continue to play great teams and uh, measure ourselves. And if, it, if it's not a win, obviously then we have to get back to the drawing board um, and figure out what we need to do. But there's uh, that, that, sort of that method of continuous improvement um, that we, we try to take the approach of is um, what will end up getting us to improve our programs and bring postseason success in the future. So I think just, you know, you don't have a lot of time to recover. You, you, you take that draw, you turn around, you play alter. So get the boys back together, get them to rally. Um, you have a little extra motivation being senior night tonight and try to get the win. And, and then you got to go right on, you know, again and play here. Uh, later this week so just I mean there's there's just uh it's moving fast it's moving fast this time of year so sure. just getting on the same page and staying motivated with this go, getting getting back into league play later in the week and against Milford you know right now you're sitting zero and three in league play and as we talked about it's a very daunting league so that's not mm -hmm. that's not any reflection on your team but do you get the sense with the way they're feeling and the way they're pressing as you said as, as far as working hard not necessarily pressing in terms of you know mental pressing but if they get that when they get that first win in the league under their belts, that it can be a launching point that they could rattle off three, four in a row from there. Yeah, and they haven't been far off. They haven't been far off at all. Um, I saw them early in the year play a, a, a tough one against Anderson, who's who's up there as well in the standings. And mm -hmm. I mean, they're not far off yet. I think that would be a little bit of a springboard. 
Um, but they haven't thrown in the towel. I mean, these guys continue to, to chip away. They love the game, play with tremendous passion. And a lot of them are underclassmen, obviously, with just three seniors. There's, there's something. There's, they know that they're building for the future, and, and there's growth there to be had. And uh, we'll be looking forward to that one tonight, Lebanon versus Alter on WatchHSSports.tv. Uh, Finally, we'll, let's talk about volleyball. You know, again, w- last week we touched on the fact it was a tough start. And again, they found their way. And then, then now they're in that six-match six road trip. Yep. Well, you've won the first four. All, three of, all four of them be a three-set sweeps. So you're getting the momentum on your side. Things are going the right way. And now you've got a monster one uh, coming yep. up tonight. You're Huge undefeated. One, yep. Yeah, you're undefeated at eight. No, Turpin is uh, Turpin is right behind you. It's seven and one. Mm-hmm. You're there. You're on the road. So let's look into this a little bit more. Big conference matches are obviously nothing new to this program. You know, it's it's different now that you're in a new league. But you right. go back to the G Walk days. You're they're they're used to these types of situations. Does it feel any different, given that this is you know a new league with a new opponent that you don't have that really that long standing history with? I think so. But, um, you know, as coach has mentioned to me several times after we opened the year up beating Turpin, who won it last year, that we kind of put a target on our back right away that um, Lebanon's coming in here and they're pretty darn good at volleyball. So um, we've been through one round, if you will, of of playing everybody. And this starts the second one. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have we have beaten every opponent (laughs) one time. And I think they're all out for revenge, um, so to speak. So Naturally, uh, we just have to be on our A game, and um, Coach has done a great job of motivating the, the girls and keeping them focused on, on what we can control. That's our game. Um, I think it helps uh, both sides, though, that they've seen each other play once, so I wouldn't necessarily say that that's a negative. I just think um, they know um, that the target's on their back, and they're going to get each, each opponent's uh, A game when they go back through the schedule. If you're able to uh, take care of business here, whether, you know, hopefully for your case, it's another three-set sweep and you move on from there. You, you, you'll have a, a two-game lead officially going into the second half of the year, but it's essentially three because you'd have the, the season sweep uh, over Turpin uh, at that point. It, it, if that were to come to pass, do, does at that point your team just focus on we can control, we can control, and we don't even have to worry about the scoreboard, that if we come and bring our game, the results will take care of themselves? Or is that the mentality anyway? Control, oh, they, control. They have more of a lunchbox. They have more of a lunch pail mentality. I mean, they're just they're working every day to be the best that they can be. Um, they have some big non-conference matches still coming up. They know mm-hmm. the postseason's there for the taking. Um, so their their aspirations are very high, and so they'll just continue working um, to win every match that's in front of them. Yeah, three ma- three matches this week, as we said. Turpin tonight, Winton Woods tomorrow, and then uh, Anderson a little bit later on in the week. And as you said, non-conference matches with Mason at the end of the month and Ursuline and CHCA that's still to go uh, later on in the year. So a lot of things happening there, they're rolling, they've got it going. And uh, we definitely be checking on those results. Uh, a lot of action the... this time of year, Jason. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Before I, before I let you go, uh, one last thing I uh, w- w- thinking about and now that we're kind of, you know, second to last week of September, if you will, and uh, we're, the, the leaves are starting to change over to those fall colors. Are, are we still at a point, in and around your athletic program that everybody's kind of still on that excited level of just to have athletics or have we started to move into a situation now where it's we're back into the swing of things this is business as usual now we're back into the normal flow of things practice study yeah i think the fall sports from there yeah the fall the fall sports feel that way but um 
there's a whole nother group of sports that are coming up that want some answers about, uh, you know, we're kind of hitting that window where they're like, hey, uh, <laughs> looks like we're starting on time here. So we're talking now, um, you know, facility scheduling for uh, the winter sports and how we do gymnasiums and, and cleaning of those and sanitizing and where we're putting what's going on with wrestling. Um, are we doing triple headers for basketball and do we have to space out in between games? Are we trying to use the auxiliary gym? So all those types of things um, happening now as we look forward to the winter. So, um, and then you have some programs that are off site in the winter. So you have your bowlings and you have your uh, relationships with your local uh, swimming pool. We use the YMCA here. That's awesome to work with. But what are their um, policies? What are their restrictions? What are that? What does that look like logistically? So, um, it kind of doesn't end in terms of starting to plan for that for that those next few months. Now that that's uh, becoming a realistic possibility that we're we're going to be starting on time. Is it your expectation at this juncture that you will start the winter season on time? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we like to hear. As now that fall sports underway, winter sports. Let's keep on going here. This has been a, a great conversation. Great week for Lebanon Athletics. And again, we're yep. looking forward to being out there uh, to call a boys soccer game tonight, uh, Lebanon versus Alter Keith. Great catching up again with you. You too. I just want to give a shout out to you to the seventh grade uh, football team is 3-0 in the ECC. They're doing great work and uh, got to give some kudos to our lower levels. So congrats, guys. Absolutely. Good start for them. Another good show here today. That is Athletic Director Keith Pantling of Lebanon High School joining us for this week in Lebanon Warrior Sports here on the all-new LebanonWarriors.com and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.